the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, August the 3rd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Marjorie, my first child, was born today, our oldest daughter. Happy birthday, honey. I think you're listening. She turned out to be a perfect child because she had perfect parents. Of course. Happy birthday. Today in 1492, Christopher Columbus left Spain on his voyage to the New World. Today on August 3, 1936, Jesse Owens of the United States, he won the first of his four gold medals at the Berlin Olympics as he took the 100-meter sprint. That was back in the days when the Olympics met, meant something. Now the Olympics is just one more platform for people who are angry don't know who they are, what their future or destiny is, because they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior for the most part. of it. They stand on on a block if they win. They stick their fist in the air and they get on their hands and knees when the national anthem is played. And nobody in America is watching the Olympics now much. It's the worst ratings in history, these current Olympics. Today, in 1914, Germany declared war on France at the onset of World War I. Today, in 1949, the National Basketball Association was formed. It was a merger between the Basketball Association of America and the National Basketball League. It has done well until, again, recent years. And viewership has declined on the NBA because every time they play the National Anthem, somebody turns their back, scowls, sticks a fist in the air, gets on their knee or whatever. People are sick and tired of this. I don't know how long the powers that be, whether it's professional sports or the Olympics or whatever, I don't know how long it will take for these people to figure out that they are allowing these people to destroy the platform that has made these people, the athletes, who they are. But at some point, they'll figure it out. Today, in 1967, President Lyndon Johnson announced plans to send 45,000 more troops to Vietnam. Today, in 1972, the U.S. Senate ratified the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. That The U.S. unilaterally withdrew from that in 2002. Today, in 1981, U.S. air traffic controllers went on strike. President Ronald Reagan told them, he said, please don't do this. He said, don't do it to the country. If you do, he said, there's going to be grave consequences. They told them to basically get lost, I guess. I remember it well. They went ahead and went on strike. Ronald Reagan didn't just talk as president. He acted. He fired them all. They couldn't believe it. Nobody else could, but 
America turned the corner and people were flying again very, very shortly after that. He warned them there would be consequences, and there were. Today in 2004, the Statue of Liberty pedestal in New York City reopened to the public for the first time since the 9-11 attacks. Ten years ago today, the Muscular Dystrophy Association announced that Jerry Lewis would no longer be its national chairman and would not be appearing on the Labor Day telethon. Remember that? Years and years and years. You turn on your TV on on uh, Labor Day and over the weekend or on Labor Day in particular. And um, Jerry Lewis was on there raising money for MDA. I don't know what happened. I think he just age caught up with him and he wasn't able to do it anymore. I don't know why they did, but they did. They had made that announcement today, 10 years ago. And speaking of birthdays, singer Tony Bennett. I left my heart in San Francisco, Tony Bennett. He's 95 years old today. I think he's still singing. I don't, I don't follow that that closely, but I've always kind of liked him. <clears throat> but um, I haven't seen him lately, but I believe he's still out there doing a little bit of singing. In June of this summer, the American Medical Association passed a resolution that calls for the removal of sex designation on birth certificates. The AMA was founded back in 1847. They say that their purpose is to promote the art and science of medicine and the betterment of public health. They went on to say, by way of explanation of this resolution that they've passed, they say that the LGBTQ advisory board, their advisory board, has recommended the removal of sex as a legal designation on the public portion of birth certificates because assigning sex uses the old-fashioned method of male or female and it perpetuates a view that it's immutable that people really are only male or female, and they don't want that. This is science talking now, not not some professor in a classroom. The American Medical Association, they say it perpetuates the view that the fixed sex, they have all these words they've made up for it, male and female, is immutable. And it fails, these are their words, this is science speaking, And it fails to recognize the medical spectrum of gender identity. The AMA says participation by the medical profession and the government in assigning one of two sexes, male or female, risks stifling self-expression and self-identification and contributes to marginalization. And they want us to follow science. Hardly a day goes by if you pay attention to the media that we're not told by the left that the conservatives don't believe in science and we've got to follow science. And you hear this again and again and again. And the people that are saying this are so far away from true science often. It's pathetic. But once again, we're being asked to follow science and affirm with the American Medical Association that, yeah, there's all kinds of sexes. The old-fashioned way is that God created male and female in his image and his likeness. No, that's not the way it is anymore. 
Nope. There's all kinds of different genders and sexes and all the in-between and the hypersex and uh, follow the science. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, professing to be wise, they became fools. There's nothing I could add to that. It's absolutely true. He's speaking in chapter 1 of Romans, as we well know. Paul is talking about how humanity can go down and down and down that slippery slope when they forget God, when they remove God from their life and from their experience, from their culture, professing to be wise, they became fools. It's amazing. We live in amazing times today, but it, it, it I mean, if, if you're looking at what's going on in our world today, just through the eyes of, of just a human, you know, understanding a human context, it would be terrifying. I mean, we look at all this stuff, the COVID's coming back and follow the science, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, take off your mask. Oh, it's okay now if you're vaccinated. Oh, we're going to have to vaccinate you again now. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't follow the science. Just, you try to get behind them. I'm not, but you try to get behind them and they take a left turn immediately. They just keep pivoting. They don't know what they're talking about most of the time, some of the time at least. It's amazing. I can see why the suicides have spiked. I can see why people have really come to a point of frustration and beyond in this culture. There are so many voices declaring so many things, all declaring to be the truth, that it's confusing. It's overwhelming. It can be. John Hancock wrote in April 15th, 1775, a year before we started the process called the Revolutionary War. He said, in circumstances dark as these, it becomes us men and Christians to reflect that while every prudent measure should be taken to ward off the impending judgments, all confidence must be withheld from the means we use and reposed only on that God. In capital letters, he wrote, who rules in the armies of heaven and without whose blessings the best human counsels are but foolishness and all created power vanity. It is the happiness of the church that when the powers of earth and hell combine against it, that the throne of grace is the easiest access and its appeal thither, his word, thither is graciously invited by the father of mercies who has assured it that when his children ask bread, he shall not give them a stone. That's what America was founded upon, was that kind of thinking, that kind of spiritual understanding. John Hancock was the first person to sign the Declaration of Independence, as you know, in great big handwriting. He said, Resolved that it be, and hereby is recommended to the good people of this colony of all denominations, that Thursday, the 11th day of May, be set apart as a day of public humiliation, fasting, and prayer to confess the sins, to implore the forgiveness of all of our transgressions, and a blessing on the husbandry, manufactures, and all lawful employments of this people, and especially that the union of the American colonies in defense of their rights. For hitherto we desire to thank Almighty God may be preserved and confirmed, and that America 
may soon behold the gracious interposition of heaven. And he signed his name. I think we need to get back to some of that in America today. Because as old as it is, it is the cutting edge of where we are now. And that is the word of the, of the living God. All of these things will come and go. All of these trends, whether it has to do with human sexuality, whether it has to do with the culture, whatever it has to do with, the trends will come and go. But there is the solid rock, the solid foundation of Jesus Christ and the word of God that is infallible. And we've got to stand on that. And when we stand on that, the gates of hell cannot prevail against those whose trust is in the Lord. Representative Michael McCall, he's a Republican from Texas. He shared new findings from the House Foreign Affairs Committee probe into the possible origins of COVID-19 yesterday. He accused the Chinese Communist Party of engaging in, quote, the greatest cover-up in human history. Some would say, well, why do we want to know? Why does it matter? We just know that COVID is out there. It matters a lot because was this foisted upon the public, America, and the world purposely, or was it an accident? And where did it come from? It's important to know. He knows it. McCall is all over this. He's doing his job as a public servant. And he says the CCP, the Chinese party, he said very likely is very concerned by the findings of the U.S. committee. He said we should all be informed. Fox News was reporting yesterday that in the U.S., all 50 states plus the District of Columbia have reported confirmed cases of COVID-19 tallying more than 35 million 3,546 illnesses, and at least, I'm quoting Fox, 613, 228 deaths. And they report that it has affected the lives of billions of people across the world, and most of us are aware of that. We've seen it play out over the last year and a half. One of the haunting questions, though, remains, where did this virus originate? How has it leaked into the world population? Well, Fortunately, Representative Michael McCall is not sitting silently on the sidelines waiting to retire, hoping to be reelected next time they're up for office, like some of our most favorite Republicans do. You never hear from them except at election time. That's a topic for another day, but nonetheless, it bothers me. But he's out there doing some stuff, and there are others that are as well. He said one of the haunting questions, where did this virus originate? As he continues to talk about this and the committee continues to put this information out there and they've done their homework, the curtain is being drawn on the question and the light is being turned on. McCall called it yesterday in the media. He said it's the greatest cover-up in human history. He's the ranking Republican on the committee. He's laid out a number of key points from the report, which was scheduled and is scheduled to become public very soon. I don't know for sure what day it's going to be released. But he says this should cause the Chinese Communist Party to be very concerned. He says they're playing with fire. They were genetically manipulating at the lab where this gain of function was taking place. 
Thank you to Senator Rand Paul for making this public. He's the one that came out. He himself is a doctor. He came out and laid this on the line. It upset a lot of people. Dr. Fauci was probably among the most upset. But many of the key points of the report show that this supercharged virus was likely circulating in China as early as September of 2019. This was well before the World Health Organization's country office in the People's Republic of China picked up a press release on December 31st, 2019, by the Wuhan uh, Municipal Health Commission, and they were reporting that there were a number of cases of what they called viral pneumonia occurring in Wuhan, China. In September, the Wuhan lab's genetic sequencing database was suddenly taken offline in the middle of the night. McCall said they have the data. They know exactly when they shut the thing down because they didn't want anybody on there looking at it. He says it shows that they were trying to hide or trying to cover up or both something of significant concern on that day. Satellite imagery, he says, around the same time, and we do have satellites looking at China, thankfully. He said around the same time shows increased activity at the hospital's near the Wuhan lab. The committee has also learned that months ahead of the COVID-19 outbreak, the Wuhan National Biosafety Lab requested bids for major renovations to air safety and waste treatment systems in research facilities that had been operational for less than two years. Fox picked up on that. They wrote a big story on it yesterday. Why would they be redoing all of this in less than two years after the building was built? Maybe we know more now than we did then. In addition, McCall references the October 2019 World Military Games. The Chinese Communist Party has been talking a lot about that, and they've been saying, no, 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 they, this is, came from America, and they brought it here when they came with the World Military Games and all that. But 9,000 people entered the country, and according to the committee data, some returned to their home countries with flu-like symptoms. This is back in 2019. So McCall is saying, what should we do about this? Now, we now know this. The, the media is, is, is really trying to just push this aside. They don't even want to cover it. They hardly want to talk about it. But with it being forced out by a congressional committee, they're having to report on it at least a little bit. McCall is calling on top researchers, and he's doing it again this morning, I noticed, and God bless him. He's calling on them to get involved with this whole thing and look into it further. And he's saying that we should call out the people who are involved with the Wuhan lab, and they should be sanctioned. Well, that gets pretty close to Dr. Fauci. So no wonder he got so hot under the collar the other day when Rand Paul started questioning him about this. But McCall, Representative McCall, the ranking Republican on the committee, he has singled out a guy named Peter Dazik. It's D-A-S-Z-A-K. He runs, or one of the guys that runs the New York-based organization EcoHealth Alliance. Fauci sent $3.4 million to Dazik and the Eco-Health Alliance, National Institutes, uh, Institutes of Health, that's Fauci's operation, and that they grant 
they send the money to EcoHealth, and EcoHealth then grants the, a grant for the same amount, supposedly, to the Wuhan lab. And even the Wall Street Journal has picked up on this now, and they're writing about that aspect of it. McCall says Peter Daszak needs to testify before Congress about what's going on between he and NIH, which is Dr. Fauci, and the Communist Party, the Wuhan lab in China. The bottom line is that the evidence is confirming that the Chinese Communist Party knew well in advance there was a serious problem. They tried to cover it up, which is not surprising, but that's an act that interrupted the world economy, killed millions of people, and it made all of us vulnerable. And it brought the left out, the progressive so-called left, out in droves saying, now's the time we can reset the nation, we can reset the world. That's what they're saying. We've got to take advantage of the pandemic. Even Hillary Clinton is mumbling that when she can get someone to turn a camera on her. Two weeks ago, Senator Ron Paul, he's also a medical doctor, as I said, as we know, he accused Dr. Fauci of lying to Congress about the role of his National Institutes of Health, NIH, that played in the funding research in the Wuhan lab in China. NBC jumped to the... (laughs) defense of Fauci immediately, not surprisingly, and a number of other of the mainstream news organizations here in America who are all leftists, I mean, they are, just follow their news reporting, which I don't do a lot of anymore. I I pay attention to it. But people keep listening and they say, wow, I heard that on the news. I didn't know that. Often it's misleading, sometimes even an outright lie. That's where our news media is today in America. But the leftist mainstream news organizations jumped to Fauci's defense when Rand Paul called him called him out. Fauci got hot. He told Paul he, he was shaking, had both fists in the air. In fact, we, I wrote an article on that today at, on faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. And um, I, we included in the, in the, my office included in that the, a picture of Dr. Fauci, in that particular uh, uh, exchange between he and Rand Paul, he's got both fingers pointing, and he's really angry. And you don't see him angry. He's pretty controlled most of the time. He was not controlled when Senator Paul started asking him real questions about gain of function and all this kind of thing, which most of us ordinary folks out here didn't know all that much about. We've learned a little. I've learned because I've read about it, but I I didn't know about gain of function until Rand Paul started talking about it. But he called him out. Rand Paul asked Fauci, let's get to the bottom line. He said, you lied to Congress. Well, he says, Paul said, it appears that the Wuhan lab was doing gain-of-function research, which dramatically increases the transmissibility of virus of an organism in order to study the disease. In other words, they juice it up, they blow it up, and a virus that could be contagious becomes super contagious in the process so that they can study it, and they say they can, you know, that helps them to create uh, medicines and stuff to um, treat the virus should it you know, attach itself to humans, etc. But there are other uses for that as well, and they can be military. 
NBC says Paul implied Tuesday that Fauci had previously lied to Congress right out of the chute. That's not the truth. NBC is misleading the public in the first line of their reporting yesterday. Rand Paul did not imply, he said outright, that Fauci lied to Congress. (laughs) Because he did. He did not tell the truth. But NBC continues that he... Fauci had previously lied to Congress and was aware of what the Wuhan lab was doing with grant money that came from Fauci's organization, NIH. Fauci runs that. American taxpayers fund it. Taxpayer money is not supposed to be used for gain-of-function research. In fact, they're not supposed to be doing that. At the time, Fauci wiggled around after the accusation by explaining that technically the lab, the practice in the lab was kind of slightly altered so that it did not come under the scientific definition, those are his words, of the gain-of-function research. In other words, they changed a couple of things. It's like a recipe that you steal from someone else and you go, well, I'll put a half a teaspoon of salt instead of one full teaspoon of salt, and then it's my, it's that, that's exactly what's going on here. Well, Fauci blew up. He said, I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it's molecularly impossible for those viruses to result in the coronavirus. Well, since then, a number of scientists have said, no, Dr. Fauci, that's not exactly right. It can result and did result in the coronavirus. The additional evidence hopefully will be made public and it'll get out there. I think it will over time. But I'll tell you, it's understandable that Fauci will get pretty hot in his response to Rand Paul. But if what Paul has said becomes known to the public and is in fact true, and I believe it is, Fauci will not only end his career very well, He'll lose a lot personally, and he'll have a very bruised ego. A while back, Fauci pretty much identified not only himself, but the left, the progressive left, of which he's a part. He was talking to one of his supporting cast, I think it was CNN. It was either CNN or MSNBC, but I know exactly, I can quote what he said. He looked at them and they said, Dr. Fauci, these people are just refusing to, to, to go along with science and, and they've turned on you now and we feel so sorry for you and so on. Well, Dr. Fauci said, and I quote, people who disagree with me are disagreeing with science. To me, from my years of being a youth pastor, Fauci's statement about his own infallibility reminded me of a number of cult leaders that I've confronted and dealt with over the years who were telling vulnerable teenagers who were seeking for truth in their lives, looking for God often. And these cult leaders would get a hold of these. There was a a couple in, in Los Angeles in particular when I was in the church in North Hollywood. Her name was Susan. I can't remember his first name, but they had a bus and they'd go down and they'd pick up kids that were hanging out on the streets in Hollywood and so on. They would end up on a farm up in central Oregon, uh, Central California somewhere. But I've seen this. And they say, if you want to know God, you must go through me, so join my cult. And they isolate these kids from God and family. And i got to be honest with you. That's what I see happening 
with the so-called science movement today. They're fiddling with truth. I'm out of time, but we'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow. And thank you for your support. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue 98009.